The Leslie Marshall Show, a true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall. She is uh, trying to recover from a really bad case of the flu. So uh, anybody who wants to uh, wish Leslie their best, you can email her, tweet her, or put it on Facebook. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Uh, Unfortunately, the stomach bug just got to her uh, too much. And uh, unfortunately, I think she's going to be spending the rest of the day in the bathroom. But that's uh, that's a- about all you need to know about that, I'm sure. But definitely uh, be great if you would wish her well. But in the meantime, I am uh, fortunate enough to be joined on very short notice. Talk about uh, just pinch hitting or, you know, coming in out of the game when somebody gets hurt. Brad Bannon always... Uh, you know, on the spot when we need him. Appreciate you joining us, Brad. Obviously, for those uh, who listen to the show, you probably know Brad. But uh, if this is your first time hearing Brad, he runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling, message development, and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's a contributor to The Hill in Washington, D.C., and to MyTiller.com, the social media site for politics. He also lectures in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. I definitely recommend following him on Twitter, at Brad Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. And you can follow myself, Mark Grimaldi, at Mark J. Grimaldi. That's G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. All right, Brad, now that we've got all of that out of the way, I want to share a little breaking news that came down within the last hour. You you may uh, have read this yourself. But um, this is from CNBC. Uh, Eamon Javers is the author. Uh, it's entitled, the article is entitled, FBI's Comey Opposed Naming Russians Citing Election Timing. Uh, and this is the article. FBI Director James Comey argued privately that it was too close to Election Day for the United States government to name Russia as meddling in the U.S. election and ultimately ensured that the FBI's name was not on the document that the U.S. government put out, a former bureau official tells CNBC. The official said some government insiders are perplexed as to why Comey would have election timing concerns with the Russian disclosure, but not with the Huma Abedin email discovery disclosure he made Friday. In the end, the Department of Homeland Security and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence issued the statement on October 7th saying, quote, the U.S. intelligence community is confident that the Russian government directed the recent compromises of emails from U.S. persons and institutions, including from U.S. political organizations. These thefts and disclosures are intended to interfere with the U.S. election process, end quote. An FBI spokesperson declined to comment on Comey's role in the decision-making surrounding the October 7th statement. According to the former official, Comey agreed with the conclusion the intelligence community came to, quote, a foreign power was trying to undermine the election. He believed it to be true, but was against putting it out before the election, end quote. Comey's position, this official said, was, quote, if it is said 
It shouldn't come from the FBI, which, as you'll recall, it did not, end quote. Comey took a different approach toward releasing information about the discovery of emails on a laptop that was used by former Congressman Anthony Weiner and his estranged wife, Huma Abedin, the official said, quote, by doing a press conference and personally testifying and giving his opinion about the conduct, he made this about James Comey and his credibility. You can see why he did it from his perspective once he had had that press conference, end quote. The official said FBI investigators can get a preliminary read of the newly discovered emails within a couple of days and come to an initial conclusion about whether there's classified material in the files. Quote, the question is whether they will decide to share that read or not. Normally in the FBI, we would not, but we're not in normal land anymore. End quote. Comey's decision to announce the new investigative steps has come under severe criticism from Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, who addressed the issue at a rally Monday. Quote, I'm sure a lot of you may be asking what this new email story is about and why in the world the FBI would decide to jump into an election with no evidence of wrongdoing with just days to go. That's a good question, Clinton said. I'm sure they will reach the same conclusion they did when they looked at my emails from the last year. There is no case. End quote. The Donald Trump campaign, meanwhile, has praised Comey funny for continuing to investigate clinton quote the right thing to do is whatever the fbi thinks said trump campaign manager kellyanne conway on cnbc monday morning quote it's not for us to say speed it up because of the election or slow it down because of the election so brad i don't know if you had heard that news before but you've heard it now what's your reaction well i this is a uh, breach of long-standing policy in the justice decision uh, the the always the operating uh, uh, decision has always been uh, you don't want to uh, affect an election result uh, with uh, preliminary data uh, until you've thoroughly vetted it. And obviously, the FBI director violated this rule. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, it may be, uh, well, first of all, one thing you have to remember is that the director is a longtime Republican. Uh, he worked uh, in the Justice Department for George W. Bush. Uh, so he does, uh, he is a Republican. Um, my guess is maybe he was re- reacting to pressure from the uh, um, House Republican caucus. Uh, in Congress. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, essentially, this is a nothing story, because all the FBI has said is they're going to renew, uh, review the emails on uh, the computer in question. They have no idea what's in there. Uh, you know, they, it's just, you know, pure speculation. Now, if they wanted to get hold of the computer, um, you know, that's fine. Uh, If they get a search warrant, they can do anything they want to do. But to announce they did it uh, before they actually had a chance to review the emails and make some judgment about it uh, is totally incomprehensible. Uh, And I don't know why they did it. Um, But now, basically, even though, you know, this the simple story is that the FBI is going to look at email on the computer. That's fine. They have no idea if there's anything damaging on there to Hillary Clinton. They have no idea what's on there, period. Uh, and despite that, they made this announcement, uh, and it has, you know, really rocked the presidential race. And I think it's uh, completely, uh, you know, unjustified. Brad, uh, the one... 
I, I can't even say the one thing, but one of the interesting things to see about this is, is when the news came out, it was quite confusing because people were kind of wondering, like, is there any there there? It didn't seem like there was, and there wasn't previously, which the FBI already announced. And the fact that a lot of these emails, potentially all of them, could already be duplicates that were investigated are really making people try to understand why this happened and what it really means. So I think it'll be interesting to see over the next few days as the story gets unpacked and people understand what's going on, how it will affect the race. I think it's a it's a bit too early to see exactly how things fall. Um, but, you know, my opinion is that Comey was wrong to go against these Department of Justice guidelines and, and release this letter to Congress, especially when the FBI hasn't even reviewed the emails on Anthony Weiner's computer to see if they're... they're well, yeah, things. it's completely premature. Uh, and again, they have no idea what's on the, on those emails. They have no idea whether there's anything uh, that uh, that uh, cast um, a shadow over Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean, the other possibility here uh, is that the director did this uh, because he's incredibly politically tone deaf. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thought, well, I'm going to send this routine letter to Congress. Uh, big deal. Uh, no one's going to care. Um, but he opened a can of worms. And it, maybe he's just so politically uh, tone deaf, uh, he didn't realize what kind of impact it was going to have. Uh, don't pretend to know, but for whatever reason, uh, it's a blow because basically it puts a cloud over Hillary Clinton that doesn't deserve to be there because they have no idea what's in emails. They have no idea if there's anything incriminating. But despite that, they've thrown a cloud over Hillary Clinton. That's just not fair. Yeah, you know, it, it, actually, Mark Levine was on earlier today, and he brought up a case that makes you remember it. Is uh, do you remember the uh, the bombing at the Atlanta Olympics? And I think his name was. Um, Richard Jewell, maybe the man who was yeah. initially accused of it, and then they found out he had nothing to do with it. But by that time, the public perception was so baked in, uh, you know, and you could see how people like Trump and, you know, his cronies run with this and what they do with it. Uh, Harry Reid had some interesting things to say over the weekend. He said that Jim Comey may have violated uh, the Hatch Act, whose general intent is to greatly restrict the ability of most federal employees to, quote, use their official authority or influence for the purpose of interfering with or affecting the result of the election, and they don't even have to intentionally do it. Um, do you think that he violated the Hatch Act, Brad? And if so, uh, the Office of Special Counsel is in charge of investigating Comey for the potential violation, and then if they found that he was uh, guilty of wrongdoing, it would be up to the president to dish out any sort of punishment. Do you think it meets that standard, or what is your Oh, opinion? yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I read the statute uh, uh, just before I got on the show, and it's, it's a clear violation of the Hatch Act. You know, the problem is you've cast this cloud over Hillary, and we're not going to know anything until after the election's over. Uh, we don't know if, uh, you know, there's going to be no investigation of the director's uh, actions between now and Election Day. Uh, there's going to be uh, no thorough analysis of what's in those emails in the next eight days. It just takes too much time. And there's no way for Hillary to defend herself uh, because they've put this out there uh, knowing there's no way that this is going to get resolved uh, before November 8th. 
Yeah, I mean, it's you, you have nothing to defend yourself against because you don't know what anybody's talking. You know what I mean? It, that's the problem. You can make it into almost anything you want, which is exactly what Trump's going to try to do. Brad, we're going to go to a break here. We're going to get back to uh, some callers who definitely want to jump in on this. You're more than welcome to join us. If you get a busy signal, uh, just wait till uh, we have a caller on air, and they hang up, and then you can call right in at 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. You're listening to The Leslie Marshall Show. Truth for all sides of the spectrum. 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. We are going to go to the calls. First, we're going to start with a good friend of the show becoming a, a more of a regular, Max in uh, Charlotte. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a nice weekend, Max, and go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, okay. I actually did. Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, I've been turning on the radio and uh, switching my channel, then all I'm hearing about the emails. But when I look at the phone numbers every time over the years about her email, it, it doesn't change. Her phone numbers do, do not change. They don't go up. They may go up or down a, a one or two points, but they head back in, in the same spot. So that right there uh, really isn't affecting the election. And uh, it seems to me that the establishment, that's ABC and all these other, uh, and a lot of radio shows, they want to, she ain't got nothing good to say. So they want to keep her, and I'm not a Trump supporter, I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. They, they want to keep her in the news. They want to uh, keep, why they keep picking on her? You know, they want to keep that attitude to get those people out and go vote for her. But she doesn't have anything to, to say. She isn't doing anything good for America, and she's not going to do anything good for America. And in three or four years, because we're, we're estimating she's going to win, three or four years when she doesn't do anything for America, what are you going to say about it? Well, I would first honestly, say... that's what I believe. All right, no, that's fine. And I, I hear your point. That's your opinion. That's, that's what we do. This is a part of the show. So I'm going to break down a couple. You kind of gave two different thoughts. First was your thought about the polls. And second was your thought about Hillary's vision. So if you're okay, Brad and I are going to respond in that manner, Max, and then we're going to go to break. Does that sound good? That sounds fine. Okay, great. So, Brad, first I want to pose the first question to you, which is an interesting one. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of polling. We've seen these daily tracking polls, which are not as accurate as some of the larger scientific polls, but they still have some meaning. Um, You also see the prediction markets. Obviously, a lot of these things matter, Brad. What have you seen so far uh, that you can point to whether or not this seems to have any movement? Well, I've seen uh, two things uh, that uh, give us an idea. I mean, we'll know a lot more in the next couple of days because my guess is there are several news organizations who are probably polling as we have this conversation uh, and we'll have a better idea. But I've seen two things. Uh, one is that uh, Nate Silver and 538 uh, had uh, – Going in before the weekend, they had Hillary at an 80% probability of winning, uh, and they dropped it to 70% uh, uh, today, I guess. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's still 70%, which is a lot better odds than Trump has. Uh, there has 
the only numbers I've seen where somebody polled actually uh, did all the polling over the weekend after the announcement Friday uh, was an NBC poll, which was done over the weekend, uh, that had Clinton up 47 to 41, six points, and that's exactly where... Uh, uh, NBC had her before uh, the director's announcement on Friday. Uh, so my, you know, I, you know, I believe the the, the five thirty eight thing. You know, I think it has dinged her up. Um, I don't think it's dinged her up a lot, uh, but it's definitely thrown some dust in the air. Uh, and we'll have a better idea in the next couple of days because I'm sure there are all sorts of polling organizations uh, on the phone right now as we speak. But so far. Uh, at least based on the NBC poll, it hasn't done much. Why do you think that is? Well, uh, a couple of reasons. One is, uh, I think uh, they have, most Americans, uh, you know, have formed their opinions of the two candidates. Uh, You know, Trouble in emails uh, isn't uh, something new. Uh, voters have had to grapple with that issue um, for months now. Uh, so I'm not sure this is anything new to voters, especially since we don't know what's in the damn emails. Um, and Trump, I think uh, Americans have formed the opinion of Trump, and there's not a lot of wiggle room anymore uh, because they're two very well-known personalities. Americans have been judging the two of them for months now, uh, and I'm not sure this event is going to change much. I also read something interesting today uh, that nearly a quarter of the voting, uh, the the Americans that are registered to vote have already voted in early voting. A qu- that's 25 Well, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, we've had a lot. I, uh, I voted last week, uh, and uh, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people have voted. Hundreds of thousands of people have voted, already voted. Uh, and so, you know how many it is, Brad? Uh, I, I read it. It's the effect. It's almost, I think it's over 20 million now or something like that, which is uh, just crazy. Or, um, crazy, you know, if you look at, I'll have to look that number up, but I thought that's what it was nationwide. Yeah, this um, the early voter thing has really caught on. Uh, Massachusetts, this is the first year Massachusetts has um, early voting, and I expected, to, you know, when I got to the town hall, um, I'd probably be the only one there um, early voting. But there was a crowd of people uh, voting early, and uh, yeah, this is really, uh, that really catches on. A friend of mine says, uh, we don't have, um, we don't have election day anymore. We have election month because of the early voting, which starts, you know, well, uh, you know, early in October in some places. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. Uh, I've heard estimates that up to a 40% of the electorate will vote early this year, which would be the highest uh, it's been. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon. We'll be right after this, right back after this quick commercial break. We're going to address Max's question about what I believe uh, Hillary Clinton will be able to do if she's elected president. Don't miss that. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. I'm going to answer uh, the second part of Max's point about what I believe Hillary Clinton would uh, be working towards or do as president. Um, you know, I actually wrote a blog uh, on this for Daily Kos called Why I Support Hillary Clinton, The Issues. Um, so I won't go into the entire piece, but essentially, uh, number one, and, and Brad and I talked about this recently, uh, boils down to the Supreme Court um, because my number one issue is campaign finance reform. Funny enough, I think, Max, you've said yours is too because of the poisoning effect of money in politics. Donald, if you want to know where the candidates stand, Hillary Clinton has pledged to uh, nominate Supreme Court justice uh, nominees who understand that what a disaster Supreme, uh, excuse me, Citizens United was uh, for our democracy and is for our democracy. So obviously, if we have a fifth liberal justice, it tips the scale of the court. Citizens United can be overturned and take the poisoning effect of money and politics out of our system. It wouldn't be perfect, but it would be a hell of a lot better than it is now. Brad and I talked about that on our uh, last show together. Uh, you would go back down. You'd go from unlimited unaccountable mini money to uh, a little over $2,000 per person per election. Um, the other reason is you have, uh, and on the other side, Donald Trump, if you want to know where he stands regarding Citizens United, which is why we have the unlimited amount of money in politics, the Supreme Court decision, well, Donald Trump hired the head of Citizens United as his deputy campaign manager, and he has not agreed to nominate Supreme Court justices that would overturn Citizens United. That's number one. Number two, if you look at the actual uh, data regarding um, uh, income inequality in the two uh, candidates' economic plans, uh, Moody's Analytics, which is an independent, uh, nonpartisan uh, organization, has uh, done studies on each of the candidates' economic plans. They find that Hillary Clinton's plan could add up to 10.4 million jobs uh, over 10 million, or excuse me, over 10 years. And Donald Trump's plan, uh, if you combine his uh, policy of immigration uh, and his wall building, would lose roughly 3.4 million jobs and start a trade war. So no brainer there. And number three, climate change. Hillary Clinton has an extensive plan to build out our uh, new green green energy options uh, and the infrastructure of this country, which would create jobs and help us become uh, a new energy superpower and compete with the rest of the world in new jobs in clean energy. Donald Trump has called climate change uh, a Chinese hoax, I believe is the exact quote. So that's my opinion on that. And we're going to go back to the uh, calls. Uh, we're going to go next to uh, Michael in the Bronx on line three. Michael, go ahead with your thoughts. Hi, Mark. Hi, Brad. Uh, hey. If I get to my point, I um, just want to add also, since you mentioned the Atlanta bombing, remember also the Boston bombing, um, the Boston Marathon bombing, mind you, that uh, when as the investigation was going with the local Boston officials, you had the right-wingers, Republicans, in a punditry saying that the suspects are Muslim, dark-skinned, radical Islam, terrorism, as Donald Trump likes to keep saying and even to um, to a point of defiance of the local Boston officials saying, please do not speculate, we are in the midst of an investigation, then sure enough, when they finally revealed the, um, the identity of the suspects, there were in no way, shape, or form the descriptions that were perpetrated by these right-wingers. These people were light-skinned or Caucasian, perhaps, Czechoslovakian, but nothing like the 
dark colored Muslims that the right wingers were perpetrating on the air. Now, having said that, it's almost deja vu again with the damn emails that Hillary Clinton has been cleared of a thousand and one times. I'd like to know who the hell got to Comey to put some kind of memo like this that is totally vague. And once again, Republicans are sending out press releases um, saying something that is not. And then for 24 hours, you have the mainstream news media reporting something that is not factual before they have to turn around and um, correct themselves. Yeah, speaking now, to, hold on. Speaking to that point, Michael, that's a good point where uh, you had uh, Jason, uh, is it Chaffetz, Brad? Yeah, Chavez. Chavez saying that, you know, tweeting out that the investigation's being reopened, which the letter never says, and the media picks right up on that wording and starts having that in the headlines. So I was very frustrated by that. But, Michael, great point. Go ahead with the rest of your thought. Now, with that, with that in mind, you know, with the election coming around, first off, bravo for Hillary Clinton saying, you got something else on the emails? Spin it out or shut up and move on. Don't be perpetrating the election. And, you know, with, like I said, there needs to be an investigation against Comey. and needs to be an investigation, I would suspect, with these Republicans who kept pressuring him to find something on Hillary, again, exhibiting their hypocrisy when it comes to the end of investigation. They can't take their own advice saying that the issue's been resolved, move on. And then add to that. I'm sorry, I must say this, but I can't help but wonder if these Republicans were scheming to steal this election to begin with, and then with the whole thing with the emails, and then you see these supposed polls saying that Hillary and Trump are neck and neck. If they were to steal the election, now they want to build a false narrative as to, well, it was because the emails last week that people had to change their heart, which to me is a bunch of crap. It is interesting how the optics, you know, potentially change, and and there is uh, there is concern. There's uh, in North Carolina that I believe it was today the NAACP is challenging people being struck from the voter rolls. So there's you know concerns obviously regarding that, and you know it is important to to see what's out there. I also agree with you. I I think in Brad, I'll let you speak to this point that Michael brought up that. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, Shafitz and the rest of the Republicans had been pushing Comey and pressuring him and leaning on him because they kept saying they were unhappy with his decision, even though he said, you know, no prosecutor, w- this doesn't even come close to being prosecutable about anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, you know, essentially what happened here, I think, uh, is uh, Chavez uh, gets this letter from uh, Director Comey, uh, and since he was the only one and the first person to know about this investigation, uh, he basically made it into a big deal. Uh, you know, you know, essentially, Chavez said, well, there must be something in there uh, because the FBI uh, wouldn't be investigating it is. Well, again, it, that's completely irresponsible because the FBI hasn't even looked at the damn emails, or they hadn't on Friday. My guess is they still haven't. And even if they do, they're not going to finish the review until after the election. Uh, so, you know, I mean, Comey could have gone on and reviewed the emails and not made a big political story of it. 
you know, there's, there was nothing stopping him, you know, reviewing emails and not announcing it. And, you know, this is the proverbial example of putting the cart before the horse. Uh, what he should have done uh, is examine the emails, uh, a, a systematic and searching of the emails, and if there was anything uh incriminating there to announce it. Uh, but he essentially cast a shadow over the Clinton campaign uh, because I think, first of all, the Republicans got out of the box first on this and made it to a big deal uh, because they knew about this uh, before anybody else. Yeah, uh, and is. again, I think it's unfair to, uh, you know, blow this, uh, blow this up uh, knowing full well uh, that you're never going to really be able to say anything substantive uh, until probably way after the election. Yeah, and uh, Chaffetz, I guess it is, so thank you to Andrew for that. But Chaffetz definitely obviously used it to, you know, he politicized it, and I think it's very unfortunate him using his position for that on the House Oversight Committee. And, you know, obviously Comey also, somebody brought up a great point, Could have he could have sent them a classified letter so they couldn't release the contents of it, but he still would have been declo- disclosing to them that he found a new computer. You know, obviously Reed knows something is up with Russia, and, you know, the fact that these advisors that are looking into a connection between Trump and Russia, but he's not taking, you know, information from them and saying exactly what it is. He's calling on them to expose it. I mean, some people could argue he shouldn't even have said that much, but in light of what happened with Comey in the letter, I think it's entirely appropriate. Yeah, you know, this is what, in legal circles, they call a fishing expedition. They have no idea what's no, you're right. emails because they've never seen them. And so they're basically fishing. They're, hey, there might be something in there. Um, and so let's go fishing and see what we can find. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, you have to be very careful. And, you know, what, you know, why Comey announced anything until they've been able to e- uh, analyze the emails and see what's in there and see if there's any incriminating uh, is totally irresponsible. Yeah, I think, and speaking to that point, I believe uh, Ishmael in Virginia, you wanted to kind of ask about that particular point. So go ahead with your thoughts, and thanks for calling. Hello, Mark and Hello, Brad. Hi. Hi, Ishmael. Good, good. But my, 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 I have a comment and a question. First of all, Jones County needs to grow some balls, man. He needs to, I don't know why he's allowing these House committee people punk him around, you know. When, when he was fired by a Bush administration, they did not come to his defense. And, and, and I really think that there are some senior Republican people in the FBI who really wanted to did, did this on purpose so Hillary would not win the election. You know, it's an interesting thought. Obviously, not everybody in there is a saint and, you know, can completely isolate themselves from their political feelings. So yeah. I don't think it's entirely out of the realm of possibility. I, You know, I, I've read a lot of opinions on why he did this, and I think one of the most plausible reasons is when he made the, uh, like the story I read from CNBC at the beginning of the hour, the, the official said that when Comey made this about himself holding that press conference, he then, you know, made it was all on him, whatever happened with this. And then the FBI finds out, oh, we don't even have a warrant for this computer. And Comey thinks, oh, my gosh, we've had this since September. I'm going to look really bad. So I'm going to try to get this letter out now to cover my butt, even though the Department of Justice is saying this is really bad. You're not supposed to do it 60 days before an election. He looked at it as I'd rather take the heat for this than whatever heat he think he, he thinks he would have taken, I guess, it, later well, yeah, on. I think Comey is 
reacting. First of all, he was under a lot of pressure from House Republicans uh, because essentially the House Republicans uh, wanted to nail Hillary before the election. Uh, and so I think he was under a lot of pressure from House Republicans. Uh, I think he was under pressure internally within the FBI. Uh, and, you know, again, he released those. And, you know, I mean, it was incredibly, you know, he's not a politician. Uh, and, you know, this is, you know, incredible political tone deafness. Uh, and, you know, you just can't shoot something like that out there without having to back it up. And that, that's where I think he made the mistake. And again, I think he uh, was on a fishing expedition. Uh, I think he could put the cart before the horse. And the amazing, the most, we're going to go to break in a minute, but the most amazing thing about that, there's two points now. First would be that even if he was making that mistake, the Department of Justice said we have this longstanding policy that you don't do this 60 days before an election. And they probably they saw the same thing that he saw, which is they don't even know what it is, so they advise against it. So he's, he knows it's wrong then. He knows the risk of it. And then you hear the fact of this story that he didn't want to release the information about the Russian government meddling in our elections, even though he agreed they were doing it because he thought it was too close to the election. I mean, it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. The, the just, oh, my, I, I'm like pulling my hair out over here, Brad. We're going to go to break. I'm sure a lot of people are doing the same thing. Hold on to your steering wheels if you're driving. Don't pull your hair out. I'll do it for you. Uh, this is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. If you'd like to join us, uh, the number to do so is 8886-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. We'll be right back with our last segment after this quick commercial break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 8886-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. We are going to go back to the calls. Susie in uh, El Paso, Texas, welcome to the Leslie Marshall Show. Thanks for joining us. Go ahead with your thoughts, please. Uh, yes, hello, Mark and Brad. And I was going through the Huffington Post because I um, saw that thing earlier about the CNBC, and they gave even further. They said that the FBI Director James Comey privately argued against having his bureau sign onto a statement saying the Russians... You know, we're in a government that was interfering with our um, elections, but the director of Homeland Security and the National Intelligence Committee signed that letter on October the 7th. And that is not Uma Abedin's laptop. So any emails, and they violated the Fourth Amendment right of search and seizure. And they also violated the Hatch Act. He didn't want to interfere yes. in the election. But I think this is political. It's a, it's a motive. And if it's going to stop, the, it's not going to stop the Democrats. Any Democrat out there and any Bernie supporter, if you care about our country, you're going to need to go either this week, the last week of early voting, or on Election Day and stand in line and take people with you and do not let them suppress the vote. Uh, we're, I live in, an El, uh, in El Paso County in, in Texas. All of the Democrat counties across Texas have had very high voter turnout. As of yesterday, the first seven days, because they had it uh, yes, Saturday, and they had um, they had some of the polls. They didn't have all the early voting polls open on Saturday and Sunday, but they're back off for, from today till Friday. As of uh, last night, they had ninety thousand eight hundred twenty-four early voting um, votes. Do we want 
if everybody votes and votes for Hillary and Kane and every Democrat on the ballot, every congressional district, the Democrats can take back the Congress. Yeah. And the Republicans well, yeah, won't have if, subpoena uh, power. If you look at where the early voting surges are coming, uh, they're coming in heavily Latino areas. Uh, and, I always thought that uh, Donald Trump's ongoing war against Latinos uh, was going to come back and bite him on the butt at He's some point. And, and I think it's happening now because all over the country in Latino areas, uh, turnout uh, and early voting is to the roof. You know, Mark and I talked about this a few minutes ago. Uh, Mark said uh, could be 40% of the voters will vote before Election Day. I think that's a good estimate because the figure from uh, 2012 uh, was 31% of the voters voted before Election Day. So I could think it easily gets to 40% this time. And the early returns are def- definitely do not look good for Donald Trump. And the, Repu- the Republicans in Congress, they can lose those House seats. This, I'm, I live in congressional district. I'll give you an example. I live in Congressional District 16. We have an outstanding Democratic congressman, Beto O'Rourke. Portions of El Paso, far east El Paso, all the way to San Antonio is in District 23. Heard a Republican has that seat. Pete Gallegos is going to take that back that seat. A lot of these Republicans that took the, the House in two years ago, 214, 212, and, and 2010, they won by 51-49%. If Democrats get out and vote, and there are Republicans that hate Trump, and they're not going to vote. They're not going to go to the polls because um, Trump has lawsuits going on. On the 28th of November, he has to go before – he has to go to court about the, um, the Trump University and – also in that lawsuit, they found out that Trump had parties, cocaine parties, and sexual abuse and assault with 12, 13, 14, and 15-year-old girls. Then on December the 16th in the Southern New York uh, U.S. District Court, that he has to face um, the lawsuit of sexual abuse and sexual assault of that 13-year-old. That's correct. Both of those lawsuits are pending, and those are the dates. That is absolutely correct, and it's fascinating that, you know, the attention that this gets versus something like that is, it's it's indicative, I think, of unfortunately the, the way that the story has been covered. Um, I just want to move on quickly due to time. Susie, thanks for your call. Let's go next to uh, Maria in Phoenix. Maria, thanks for calling. Go ahead with your thoughts, please. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I know you're pressed for time, but I just wanted to say that uh, this guy Comey, uh, the fact that he notified Republicans before he rep- he notified anyone else has me concerned, and to me, it gives me the taste of something illegal. I think that he should be held accountable for that. And I heard you guys mention something about uh, that he didn't want to sign off on on uh, the, the Russians uh, involved in the hackings and stuff like that. Has that been brought up? Because I think that that's fair, that that should be brought up, because that's going to show bias as well. Yes, actually, two quick points. I, I did hear uh, there was initially the letter was released and people saw only Republican names on it. I believe there was a second page attached where the Democrats were CC'd, so I, I think that they, they, they flushed that out. But the point about bringing up the, the Russian hacking, uh, Harry Reid brought that up today, and the fact that Comey argued he didn't want to sign that letter because of how it would affect the election is, is quite ironic. Um, we're going to go again due to time, uh, Reggie, in Georgia. Uh, Reggie, thanks for calling. Go ahead with your thoughts, please. Okay, Mark. Uh, do you think that this was coincidentally intentional or what? 
And you know the Republicans are going to keep harping and obsessing over this until the very end of time itself unless she comes out and does something about it. Put it well, due to time, Brad, quick, quick, very quick. I, how does, yeah, how does think, Hillary respond to this, Brad? Well, uh, I think uh, Hillary should respond to it the way she uh, has been uh you know, have been talking about it in the last couple of days. Uh, she said today in the speech that there's no case here. Uh, and the reality is we don't know anything about Hillary or her emails that we didn't know on Thursday. That's correct. Brad, we are going to be back tomorrow. You'll hear Brad and I uh, at 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great evening. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.